Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and we watched several things this week, starting with the new series Why the Last Man. We watched the first three episodes that are available on Hulu, and major spoiler alert for that. Also, major spoiler alert for the comic book series that it's based on. We talk about how the comic book series ends, and so we don't know whether or not the show is going to follow along with that, but just be aware that we do talk about how the source material ends, and then how the first three episodes of the show go. We also watched the first episode of Marriage story on HBO and HBO Max. Spoiler alert for that as well. And then there's a little break in the recording because we stopped recording, we thought we were done, and we just started chatting about what we should watch next week. And we got onto the topic of the James Bond trailer for the new James Bond film No Time to Die, which comes out in October, supposedly. And we were also talking about the Clint Eastwood film Cry Macho. So that is the context you might need in order to have the last bit of the conversation make sense. And then be sure to stay tuned after the main discussion as there are a couple of follow-up points. And without further ado, here's we're watching what all right why the last man hot off the presses jackie just finished we all watched it today we, we crammed three episodes in what did you think well i'm kind of curious what you two thought more than what i thought i will talk about what i thought but i think <laughs> you two love these comics more. Than I, do I do love that i did i have yeah. not i thought about rereading it before and did not the why the last man was some of the first comic books I ever read. So um, I usually put it on kind of like one of the reasons I fell in love with comic books. But I have not read it in 10 years, maybe longer. So it's very hard for me to be able to say that like, I have no idea if this was faithful or not. Um, oh, it's it's not. It's definitely not. It didn't feel... It didn't feel like anything I remembered, I guess. I mean, there was like parts of it that I was like, okay... I remember Agent 355, or at least an agent. I don't know. I didn't remember very much about it. So I would say that the show, for me, mostly just feels like not a comic book I read, I guess. Yeah, I I think very early on watching the first episode, I was like, I think I just have to treat this as a separate entity. Because we watched, we tried to watch, what was it, like Shadow and Bone earlier this year, last year, or whatever, sometime in the past 12 months. And... That Shutter. to me was was something where that's just a book book and I didn't have a visual image, right? But like Why the Last Man is a, I read it as like, by the time I read it, it was a graphic novel or it was like, you know, pounded into one. And so there are, there's an illustration, right? Like there, I have a mental image of what these characters look like and sort of how they, and I, even though I have not look, picked up that book in 10 plus years as well, I was just like, these are not, this is not how I pictured this. This is not. I just have to, it has to be something different. It has to be something completely different. And that's, and that's okay. As far as, you know, if we take that part away from it, trying to look at it as a faithful one-to-one adaptation, I was like, no, this is still pretty interesting to me, at least. And I think the reason I pushed for us to watch the third episode, because by the third episode, I was like, you know, if you, if we had watched this four years ago or whatever it may be, I would be like, there's no, people wouldn't, I guess technically five years ago, you know, like people wouldn't storm the, white house if things fell apart and like half the population died like that would be insane what's going on here and i'm like oh oh this is hard to watch right now (laughs) too real too too soon too soon that's funny (laughs) yeah exactly like i think i mean it's interesting kind of coming off of our own sort of unprecedented times Mm -hmm. event that isn't quite as catastrophic obviously is what happens in Why the Last Man. Um, Yet, just, at this rate. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Eh, who knows? Yes, I do. It's funny, though. Yeah, I like. I mean, I, I, I didn't hate it. I guess I, I did have to rewind it a bunch, so I wasn't paying a ton of attention all the time, so I guess maybe it didn't hold me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was shocked to see Amber Tamblyn. She's making me feel old. I remember when she was in Now and Then, and now, you know... She's an old white lady mm-hmm. and interesting. I don't know. Yurik is terrible, like usual. I mean, I hated him in the comics. And then he's also a terrible character here. So I guess that's a through line. He was better than I was expecting or remembered here. And I think we, this, I don't remember if this was an on recording or off recording discussion, but we were talking about the person that they cast to be 
the per the actor and then when I saw him in it I'd, I'd completely forgotten I was like who is this guy again like he's actually not as bad as I thought he was going to be and then I remembered he's from Warcraft <laughs> I was like <laughs> compared to I know I mean I, I weirdly kind of somewhat enjoyed Warcraft for like cheesy popcorn flick but his performance in this is so much better than his Warcraft one so I was comparing it against that and I was like yeah okay you're not playing a literal wizard like you're doing a fine job <laughs> you're you're playing a human male like pass you get a pass I guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, i'm did, not very you... i was like i'm not very familiar with him as an actor That's prior he to was this in warcraft yeah i was gonna say I, I think i successfully avoided even attempting to watch warcraft so i'm proud about that so i'm sure i saw him in the trailer maybe but yeah i don't know but yeah it's interesting because i i liked the comics fine never loved loved them i think mm-hmm. the story is kind of cool and everything but kind of like jackie was saying like York as a character is not very likable and it's hard because it's not that I have to like the main character but I would find myself sometimes like in the comic wanting more from these other characters and since the comic sticks so close to York for so much of the time Mm -hmm. I remember wanting to expand on things outside of him more and more and we just never really got to do it much and for that reason I'm enjoying the structure of the show actually better because I'm liking that we're spending more time away from him mm-hmm. and actually getting to know these other characters. Like his sister, Hero, for example. It's like, if you remember in the comics, which, you know, spoilers for people, but when, you know, we see her and she's having sex with her boyfriend in the ambulance, whatever. And then, like, the next time you see her in the comics, she's joined uh, that group of women uh, who's very just right. kind of like the, the, the led by that, like, um, yeah self-proclaimed feminist i forget what she calls herself but and she's gotten like a mastectomy because it's easier to the amazon tradition is rumors i guess that like you'd remove one breast because it's easier to hold the bow or like fire the bow more accurately so she's done that and then we only get half a page explaining how we got from a to b with her and it's just you're supposed to just be like okay cool but like you never really got to know her so it was like i like that they're setting this up they've made her a murderer Mm -hmm. and now she won't be caught for the murder because of the way it happened it's kind of interesting to think, okay, maybe we're going to actually follow her and find out why she, how she gets from A to B, if she still does that here. But I like that we're seeing, and then the, the situation with all the women trapped in the Pentagon or trapping themselves in there, essentially, but Madam President, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, there's, of course, elements and she's there and stuff like that. But so many of these characters, Amber Tamblyn being one, she's not in the comics. Like there's characters they're bringing in that are kind of creating a little more political intrigue. Mm-hmm. That I'm finding interesting. However, I found as I was watching the three episodes, as each one went on, by the time the third end, I was the least interested in the whole thing by the end of the third as I was at the beginning of the first. So really? it's like, it's slowly kind of just a little for me because well, I think I'm just I, knowing where it goes. I don't care all that much. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, okay. I'll say that I, I really enjoyed the world building. I liked the way that they did the whole thing where they sort of started and they kind of weaved everything together in a way that like made sense and it's not easy to do necessarily without a lot of like exposition which they didn't do a ton of because they were able to do it in conversation which I really liked the last one ended on a note that I didn't care about but it's mostly because I don't care about Yorick particularly (laughs) and I always just think he's so annoying but I I think it's interesting that this nut job lady is going to maybe become president and like that sort of storylines might be interesting but yeah I mean I uh, like Matt said, I like all the other characters' stories more interesting than York's story. So it is interesting to sort of, I don't know how many times I can say interesting in one <laughs> sentence, but see where it goes, right? So I'm, I like that they're exploring those also. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. Usually I'm probably the the least into everything, even though I pick half the stuff we watch. And I <laughs> maybe I was just the most forgiving of Why the Last Man because I, I think I'm also approaching it from the perspective of how are they going to adapt it to 2021 technically? Because it's also a project that has been in development for eternity, it feels like, right? We've They've been talking about having the show come out and then seeing the moments that they are clearly drawing from the last, again, five years and the ones that are drawing more from the comic storyline is, I think, the thing compelling me to continue watching. And I don't know if that will sustain me through the entire run of the show, but I also have legitimately forgotten how it ends. And so I'm like, oh, do I... Do I Wikipedia it and then see how they get from A to B? Or do I just go along for the TV show ride and then probably go back and read the comic again and go like, that wasn't how it goes. What's wrong with them? That's probably the safer bet for you. I will say, 
I, I like it. Like, I don't dislike it. I Like I was saying, I, yeah, I, I don't think I didn't get the sense either. You disliked it, but I, I find it more interesting as a structurally, I find it more interesting than I found the comic when reading it. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure, you know, the comic, I think it flowed in a different way. Of course, it's different vibe, different tone. But again, adaptations, you often have to establish a different kind of tone, you know, because it's like, I don't know that the pacing, I mean, so many characters in that comic book get introduced and killed and this and that, whatever that it's like, you don't really get in a comic book. It's like, it's creating chaos, but in a show, it's like, we want to care about them more mm-hmm. when we see this happen. I feel like then you, then you necessarily always need to in the comic structure because it moves so fast Yeah, that they have to, you know, structure it different, of course, but yeah, it's interesting. I, I was in, I'm, I, I'm interested to see where it's going. And by the end of the third, I wasn't like, Oh, I'm so bored with this or anything. I just meant I was captivated in the first episode by the structure and kind of seeing like, oh, okay, the differences and stuff was interested. And then now it seems, I guess it's kind of just taking a long time to kind of get where I think we're supposed to be going. Like they haven't even like mentioned the, uh, the lady who becomes the main protagonist in the whole thing. Like I have, you know, like the biggest protagonist anyway, like they haven't even mentioned her. And so I'm kind of like waiting. I was like, oh, and she's like in the first issue of the comic. So I'm like, when are we getting there? And is that going to happen? And do we know, is this covering the whole thing? This is 10 Ooh, episodes. That's a good question. I or do we think, know. Yeah, we, I don't know how far they're going with it. So, you know, if it's covering the whole thing, I'd say they're taking too long to get things going. I'm, I'm going to guess not. Yeah. But also it does feel a little, well, you know, I, you said you don't remember how it ends. I don't want to like spoil. No, we can't. But, we can't. I mean, I, it, it feels a little more kind of, it's not, that the, it's not that the comic's not a mystery, but, you know, I mean, in the comic, we don't ever get like a, a finite answer to what happened. You know what I mean? It's all just theoretical and there's theories floating around and stuff. And people like you subscribe to what you think, but they don't ever really tell you, oh, this is what caused this. Yeah. And I feel like the way this is feeling so far, it feels to me like they're going to answer it in the show. Like, because I feel like it it might feel a little less because we're getting to know these people and stuff and we're watching and and, like we're getting on board with their struggles more as they're okay. This is like, we need to figure this out. It feels kind of like we're going to get some sort of cause. Maybe not, but it feels more grounded. Like if you remember in the comics, there's a lot more thoughts that it could be something supernatural and amulet and all this kind of stuff. And 355 is much more of like a Laura Croft, Tomb Raider type, of, you know, like she's out, find like artifacts and stuff like that. And it, that seems to be very not here. It's very science. Yeah. And we also watched it as like we saw it start with small animals and kind of work its way up. And then suddenly people died. Right. If I remember correctly, the comic, every animal mammal whatever with a y chromosomes dead all of a sudden at the same exact time but that's vaguely what i remember i think it feels more disease here yeah the the question that i don't remember the answer to is like did humanity figure out a way to survive at the end like do they solve for yeah and i i think i i think i remember the answer i'm gonna look it up somebody just tell me (laughs) i honestly don't remember i don't have any room i I mean, it's funny because I did like it, but it didn't stay in my brain much. I va- I only have vague memories of the actual plot. Yeah, like it gets so crazy that I honestly, like I remember very specific details about it. But honestly, with the whole ending, I remember kind of feeling a little bummed that we didn't learn of an actual what was the cause and here's the fix type of thing. And I could be wrong. I don't think it's concrete that it's, oh, the world is saved or oh, it's ending. But like there's like a glimmer of maybe some hope. Because they're able with him. I, it's remember because the girl, the woman, her name is she goes by like Alter or she has a Y name, but we know her as like Alter, but she's Israeli. And like by the by the beginning of it all, it's one of the first things that happens is over in the Middle East, the Israeli government, because it's has a really high level of, of women that are trained arms. Mm-hmm. They start taking over the Middle East and just kind of ambushing everybody and whatever. And then like one of the women there has like death wish and she wants to meet York because she thinks he's worthy of killing her, that kind of thing. It's kind of weird. And I thought it was kind of lame, but that ends up being the big reveal of what, why she wants to find him. But really the whole time you think she wants him for her government type of thing. It's like that. And I remember by the ending of it feeling so just like, (laughs) so honestly, I don't remember if they all live or die. (laughs) So that'll be a surprise for me too. I just looked it up. Uh, Okay. Feel free to tell me. I don't care. Even this Jackie, you don't want to know. Yeah, I don't care. I I don't remember any of this at all. You're right. You're right in that there's a bunch of stuff with Israeli people. There's yeah. a trip to – there's something about in China, which apparently is also – I don't know if we're going to go there. Cloning is basically how we yeah. end up with a lot of stuff. And 
yeah, society stabilizes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I remember it just being kind of like starting to wrap up in ways that I did. I just like while reading it was like stop. I was stopped. Yeah, there's there's more there's more nuance care. to it than that. But I like I'm yeah, yeah, of like, course. What is happening right now? Like, so this is our cloning humans, and at least seventeen York clones are produced, and geneticists are able to produce clones of other males. So uh, again, I right. I don't remember any of that. I remember cloning other males now. But that, I, I, I mean, I think to me that was one of the things I was like, oh, clearly like, you know, Amber Tamlin's character probably has, you know, her husband's sperm saved at that New York sperm bank, right? And like, yeah, li- just little moments like that, that I do appreciate. I, I do like the grounding a little bit more than the, yeah. you know, possibly metaphysical of, <laughs> you know, it's an amulet that did it. Well, I think, I mean, I think in comics specifically, the why is not usually important because we're so used to reading comics that mm-hmm. don't have any answers. Like you don't know why a lot of things happen in comics. So I think for TV in this sort of day and age, it does make sense that they would need to sort of maybe explain it. I was going to say, I mean, the other thing that comes to mind is a show that I had not stuck with and I watched a fair number of seasons of, but like Walking Dead. I don't know if the show, by the time I left and I stopped, I watched many a season of it. They hadn't explained it. Yeah. And I was just like, how can you keep this dragon? Well, because the creator doesn't even know where that's going. And that's why I couldn't ever try it. Because I was just like, I read some of the comics before the show came out. And then even at a comic con, I remember he was like, he's like, I have no intention of ending this. And so like, he doesn't even know how it ends in his mind. So he's going to just ride the wave and see where it goes. I'm like, so you don't even have an outcome. So that's how I know it won't be well thought out. Yeah, <laughs> so, but, but, like, which is why I think a lot of people suggest why The Last Man is sort of like a gateway comic because it is mm-hmm. done and it's self-contained and it's, yeah. you know. And it's a it's a yeah, wrapped and it's, up and story. It's fast moving and it's interesting and stuff. And it, you know, oh, right, when it comes yeah. to like the the like disease versus the supernatural type of thing, I I guess I like the thought that it's like oh who knows what it was. If we do define it and it's a disease, I feel like then you also have to then define that there was a way past it. And like they're already talking about antidote and potential and this and that, whatever in this. Because then when you start cloning and this and that, you clone him, sure. But unless you're cloning other people out of his image that are somehow different than him, they presumably would just die. Because anything with a Y chromosome was killed by this thing, if it's some disease, unless you find out how to eradicate it, you know, and get rid of it. And so they'll have to somehow explain something to do with that, which maybe, yeah, yeah. I, no, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm totally fine if they want to keep it vague and they don't want to answer the question, but I do think the way that they framed it, not maybe as mystical. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they might introduce that at some point. Like we don't know, yeah, but I do think that there are a couple like, cause it's, it's an older, you know, it's not, it's not fresh. And I do, this is one of the reasons I probably have not reread it in a long time is because, you know, it's, it's uh it might not have aged that well because it started, I guess it started publishing in 2002 and like ended in 2008 and we've moved on a fair amount in the last however many years. And I was like, how are they going to deal with some of these things? And I can't remember if the book actually deals with this, but like just head on addressing like the trans thing. Right. And I was like, Oh, I'm glad that they've, yeah. and, and there's one line that I did write down that I really, really loved where they, you know, York says like, have you, found what any does men? he say? Yeah, have you found any men? And they respond, we found plenty of men, just none with a Y chromosome. And I was like, yeah, I, I like yeah. that's what a great way to just address that and move on. Just be like, trans men are men. <laughs> yeah, I remember that trans trans men were in the comic, like they were around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember but that. But I, it's I not like we explicitly. Well, this character that they've created, that's that's um, Hero's friend, is uh, created for the comic, as far as I know. I don't remember him at all. But um, I know it was a plot point at some point that Yorick was able to start kind of moving through places with by, based on the fact that people would assume he was a trans man instead mm-hmm. of like, being, oh, my God, it's a, it's a real Y chromosome man, you know, like, you know, whatever. Not, I don't mean real man, but you know what I mean? A cis man, you know, like that we could, yeah. you know. And so I remember that being a bit of a plot point, but we didn't have any like principal uh, trans man characters, which is cool that we're getting that now. Yeah, I don't remember that plot point at all. <laughs> but oh, yeah, but see, it's good. I, yeah, I remember the trans people in the comics, but I I wasn't sure. I didn't. I don't remember how they treated it at the time, because obviously we have collectively learned a lot about it mm-hmm. recently. So I'm happy that there. It seems to be well done. Obviously, I'm not a member of that community, so you know there is maybe things they could have done better. But from an outsider's perspective, it did look like they were treating it well. Yeah, and uh, I, I looked up, and it seems that they did actually cast trans actors in those roles, which is really cool. Like, I think there's, like, a cameo from a former hockey player as one of the the friends who just, like, disappears. I was like, that's cool. 
Yeah. I'll, I'll probably keep watching. Okay. That was going to be my question. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I would recommend it. I think it's, I think it's thought provoking. It's intriguing. And it's like, you know, it, it, it could potentially have some really great payoff. And even though I like the comic totally fine, I, I also acknowledge that I'm very much in the minority as far as most people I know who've read it love the comic. And the, so the story really does resonate with mm-hmm. people, you know, and I think that while there are differences and updates and tonal shifts, I think that the story, the core of the story seems to be staying largely intact in right now, which is cool. So I hope it, I hope it works for everybody. Yeah, I think my one sort of caution to anybody considering watching it is like, because it has been so aggressively updated and because we are living through what we are currently living through, like it might be too much to handle. It's not like, fun. It, yeah, it's not. It's definitely not fun. And it's 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 just California recall right now and all this stuff. And like, I mean, you're an election in the prospect of, you know, what's going on in Texas and the idea that like, yeah, we are like one whatever away from another lunatic gaining power. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to watch this. <laughs> I can't watch a show about this. Yeah, like it might be the last thing that you want to think about. (laughs) But, you know, if you can stomach it, it's it's worthwhile. And I will say, Jackie, I know, had been monitoring, at least we've talked about you monitoring, like, okay, is this like, when is this happening? Because it's been in the works forever. Like you mentioned, Dana. And when Jackie had sent the trailer to me when it first came out, I thought it looked like cheap. I didn't feel that when watching it. So I don't know if I was just crazy that day. I thought the monkey looked okay, ampersand. I mean, you could tell it was fake, but it wasn't like yeah. egregious, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It could there have were, been worse for sure. There were a couple sure, moments but... where I was like, mm-hmm, monkey. Yeah. So <laughs> it was like, there, yeah, was but it, one, it... there was that one shot and they thought they were being so artistic and then it didn't work. And I wanted, and it just like really wanted them to like make a different decision. They're like the little boys, Amber Tamblin's boys were like running amok and then they find that dead rat, right? Mm-hmm. And then the blood from the rat is supposed to be like the blood from a dish in this kitchen that's like the next scene. And it didn't work at all. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't match up at all. And I was like, why did you bother? Yeah, there's some there's some moments that I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, we could we could do better here. But, but overall, like, overall, overall, look of like, it. I remember watching the trailer and thinking we've talked a lot about the streaming wars and stuff and the quality of certain things. And it's just like, oh, it's definitely quantity versus quality these days, you know? And I remember watching the trailer and just thinking it looked like a fake show. Like it didn't look, I don't know why I thought that, but it just didn't feel real to me. It felt like, eh. And then watching it though, I was like, I wasn't really bumping on that stuff. There were like yeah, things I, here I, and there, I, but I, overall. I agree it felt with that. Fun. There was, in fact, there was a moment when I realized in the first episode, it was like when they were panning out and it was like a street and it made the letter Y and I was like, oh, I get it. Um, but I was like, oh, even if this is on a lot or whatever, it's either really good CG or it's an actual abandoned lot built somewhere, you know, to be New York. I was like, hmm, still, it looks good. It looks good. All right. Like, I'll, I'll take it. I'll, you know, it's also vehicles and like hard surfaces. And so it's easier things to model in CG if it was. But I was like, OK, you know what? You, you, you get a pass here. Yeah, I think they built a good world in a couple of episodes. So I want to give it like I do think Diane Lane is doing just such a good job. She's fabulous. Yes. And everything. And aging so gracefully. <laughs> I know that shouldn't matter, but like it does because I'm like, oh, there's like, you can see just a little bit of like life on her face versus, I, I don't know. I feel like there would have been a temptation to cast like a completely Botoxed whoever. And yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I like that she, you know, I, it's believable to me. I'm here for it. All right. Well, I don't want Psycho Lady to become president. So we're going to have to figure <sighs> out how she gets like assassinated or. Well, or or is it like president, the current president, Diane Lane, has to like not acknowledge that. This is why I do think it was probably going to differ from the book in in some pretty aggressive ways. Because it's like, oh, you know, does she compromise her morals and just be like, I don't know what you're talking about. That person's dead. Like, not let the news get out or, you know, figure out however. I do, legitimate question to the two of you. Do we think that society would truly crumble the way that it crumbled in terms of like power plants and and all of those things, like, do we really think there are so few women? Yes, capable areas, okay. yeah. and not capable, but that just know the systems, right? Sure, yeah. So the thing yeah. is, is like, even if in a lot of those jobs, it's mostly men at the top, so they're the ones who know the codes and the passwords mm-hmm. and the, you know, all that stuff. So even if you have women that are working more as laborers in some areas, they might know some of it, but they're not going to know you know, the passwords to get into the systems, that you know, like, yep. like that kind of stuff. 
yeah, I mean, there's a lot of places where there's just not enough women in high enough places to be able to make, to change everything. That is true. I had not considered the sort of uh, ex- accessible nature of some of like the data and training and all that stuff. Like I, obviously there's a huge issue with equity and, and gender in the workplace, you know, in terms of like leadership and things like that. But I was like, oh shit. Yeah. That's valid. Yeah. I think she, I think she had said something about like, well, you could bring it to the, I think the Supreme Court or something like that, but she's like, but there's only three judges, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, Ooh, we got three justices left. Mm. So. Right. You know. And it's like, when you think about, I mean, even the cabinet, there's so few women and and it's like I'm trying to think, I mean, I don't know, like waste management, you know, those kind of places, like how many women do you think are in the top rooms, you know? True. We barely see it in tech, you know, and you can build your own company. That's very true. This is why Ruth, you know, the great Ruth Bader Ginsburg was, when will there be enough women on the court when there are nine? <laughs> <laughs> this is the reason why. Yeah. Because why the last man? All right. Well, I'm I'm gonna continue watching at least one more. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into it so far. I mean, I'm, you know, critical of everything, I guess. But yeah, I, I want to know all. what happens next. I don't know. I know. I I truly think though, like if the next one stresses me out too much, I might have to tap out for a bit and watch it later. In like time. once it's all. Yeah. Yeah. Just just because. Just because. yeah. I couldn't watch Handmaid's Tale anymore. But also, she kept making stupid decisions. So that's true. But. We act as if York is not going to make a bunch of dumb decisions. At least he's not the only character we're watching now, which is a very good That's point. That's true. That's true. Well, shall we move on to scenes from a marriage? Sure. Uh, we always watch such such, such delightful, yeah, uplifting content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what did you two think? It's really funny because Oscar Isaacs and Jessica Chastain were on some red carpet recently like basically making out with each other and they have well other he was spouses, like and they were caressing like, her arm yeah it was like caressing her and like yeah but it was know, a really hot each other i blame him mostly like who knows what but like i didn't really see we didn't see her like we, she's like I saw a video where she was like acting with him and, but and it i was, feel like it was intentionally it was very intentionally like promoting their movie but like yes. they're oh, so yeah. hot of course like we we're all like yeah i don't like i honestly even if it is just an act like I'm into it like I wanted to see that you know so pro <laughs> you know if it was a stunt it worked like thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> what I was reading most people think it's a stunt of some sort but that's fine um anyway but weirdly I didn't feel like in the tv show they had that same amount of chemistry I would that agree photo yeah. shoot was so like I was like oh it's gonna be the hottest thing I'm so excited to see these hot people been hot together you know, mm-hmm. and I get that their characters are a little bit more restrained and um, and whatever, but I really want to like, so I'm hoping scenes from marriage means we're not only going to be in this time period with that. I don't know. This is probably wishful thinking on my part that we maybe like move on from this time period and we have to go see a different scene from their marriage. But I didn't watch the like coming up next. I'm probably wrong. Am I wrong? Uh, stay I in this era or whatever. I don't know. I yeah, I mean, it. if it's anything like that, because I, I checked out the original because... Oh, it's a movie? Well, so it's yeah, it's based on, it's like a, um, it was a miniseries, but then turned into a movie to be more digestible, I guess. But it's it's Ingmar Bergman, who I really like. So I... You, you watched the Swedish version, the original mm-hmm. one? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> I was very like... impressed. Well, I really like Ingmar Bergman, and I, I don't know how I hadn't seen this film before because I, or, or the miniseries before, because I took an entire class that was largely focused on Ingmar Bergman. <laughs> I was like, how did I miss this? But, you know, we watched like you know, Seven Seal and all those things. But that's... It seems similar-ish so far, but like it's not a lot of like, oh, let's go back to the beginning, you know, stuff. It's more, it spans over 10 years. Well, I guess maybe some of it will in this because, I don't know, it's structured I a little bit. I just want to see them flirting but, and falling in love with each other. Yeah, because this thing least. is we're entering, we're entering this interview in this film already where, or in this show where, you know, they're 10 years in. You know what I mean? And it's yeah, like, so like so, they're not going to be the same level of necessarily. No, but, and... And I mean, of course, the acting was great. I enjoyed myself. I mean, enjoyed myself as much as you can watching a couple make a terrible decision. Well, we but, don't know if it's a terrible decision. <laughs> well, terrible in the sense that it's a terrible choice to have to make. Sure. Not. I, I, I'm not judging what they decided to do in the show. Right. Because I, I think that that's a hard choice no matter what. But 
she just seemed and like I think it's on purpose obviously she just seems like she for being like a successful businesswoman she was like shrinking around her husband all the time she was worried that he would feel emasculated or something she was trying to it just felt like she was making herself really small I mean I assume that was the intention behind it that you know yeah although I I found the framing of the whoever doing this person doing this study to be a little aggressively like expository and like on the nose if she was doing i mean if those are her actual questions she's in trouble and it's not gonna work out very well you can't be leading people like that into your study you know you have to have more open-minded things yeah i was glad we moved past that pretty quickly but you know what i mean into just me too i like i liked the conversation on the bed a little bit better and then Mm -hmm. And then you sort of leap into a week later without, you know, get to see the discussion that that actually makes them come to like a very different choice. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, but you get to sort of see them both deal with the aftermath of that choice. Yeah. I mean, it's not a like a pick me up, but I thought <laughs> they did. They dealt with it well, I thought. And I, I think that the performances were good. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I think, I mean, I'll definitely keep watching, but I, I thought it was such a start to finish for the most part i thought it was such an acting like tour de force i thought it was just i really loved i liked the writing a lot in most of it there were a couple lines i was like eh. but it felt so real to me and that is something that i could see people bumping on about you know because sometimes it's uncomfortable it's like sometimes these movies and shows it kind of like i don't know how i don't remember how you two felt about uh was it the marriage story i guess or oh. a marriage story oh i liked marriage. i know but there were things in it that felt very kind of there were moments that felt like, oh, okay, this is like, I shouldn't be watching this. Mm-hmm. In well, a way where it felt very raw. Too. And- I don't know. I'm the only one I know of that reacted this strongly to this movie. But it reminded me of Blue Valentine a lot, actually. Which mm. is a movie that I think is incredible, but cannot watch because it puts me in such emotional turmoil. Mm-hmm. Because to me, it feels too real and too uncomfortable. Because it hits on some things that like trigger me, you know. And that's what this sort of felt like to me too. Yeah, and I like eat it up, and I was just like, so I was into the, into the tension and the drama, and then I really liked Nicole Bahari, and honestly, like I, for some reason, just couldn't believe that was even her. It just she just looked so different to me. Not like she had work done, but I just like I feel like I usually see her, just styled so differently in a, some way where it's she's, like she just looked friend, right she's the yeah friend yeah who's at dinner and he kisses her and yeah and, okay yeah but she just looked so different to me like i was like huh like i was like i can't believe this is nicole perry but i, I love her and i was like i thought she was great and i thought yeah Corey still was great and i love that the dialogue is in such a way that it almost feels as if it could be a stage play to me mm-hmm. like and i tend to have this weird reaction where i like movies like that like one of my favorite films of all time is closer which was a stage play uh, but I, I like eat that stuff up like and I love when it's a lot of dialogue and we're going to watch as they're talking to other. But we're like, this sounds so stupid, but you're learning about what's happening by what they're saying, but not because they're telling you exactly what's happening, but just because of you're listening to what they're saying back and forth to each other. And then you get the gist of the situation. Right. Like, yeah. Exactly. Learning that the couple had entered into an open marriage. Mm-hmm. instead of saying oh well since you guys have been seeing other people how has that been going it's like instead of telling well, it reminds you, it's just me, kind of, yeah, yeah i love and it that's so funny because that's exactly what i think like brian k vaughn who wrote why the last man but also writes one of my favorite comic books um which saga then, thank you what the fuck it just literally <laughs> dropped out of my head and i was like how is this possible her favorite she loves <laughs> it <laughs> Yeah, that one, the one called The Thing that I love. It's my favorite. Saga is he does the same world building, and I just love it so much, where you pick up the world from context, Mm -hmm. make context that actually sounds like conversations people who know each other would have. Right. Because I'm not going to, like, you know, my friends who have open relationships, I'm not like, because you're in an open relationship, (laughs) do you feel this way? Yeah. Because we all understand that she's in an open relationship. So I right. would never say that out loud, right? But it would come right. out through context. So yes, I agree. Yeah. That was it. Just feels so pretty, real. Like, great, and I really loved how awkward it was. But everyone kept trying anyway, and it just felt like very adult moments I've had in my life, mm-hmm. like with family or like whoever, where things suddenly get awkward, but everyone's still trying to have a good time. 
time. And, you know, but there's always like the one person who can't, you know, let it go or whatever. And so I, I, I enjoyed that. Enjoyed in the sense that it felt real. And Yeah, I, I maybe I was the least uh, into this one, but I think it partially is just the material. I agree that I... um I think the way that they carry out the conversations, some of the conversations, because as soon as we switched from the the sort of interview format into the actual dinner party, I was like, oh, okay, I think I can continue watching this episode. Because if the whole series was just going to be like a therapist's office, I was like, I'm tapping out. I cannot yeah. watch five episodes of this. And I agree with you that they do, they're more natural about it, but some of it just feels... I mean, Matt, you're right in that it feels like very acting showcase, like real moments, but I, I just always, not always, but I often see through I'm like oh you just want an award oh totally this is just being made so you can make an award does this need to be made right now like especially because it's territory that we've trod on multiple times it's a you know scenes from marriage has been adapted in so many ways did we need like are we doing enough to make this different because like again against something like why the last man which is doing a lot to make it different from the source material is this doing enough to make it different from any other iteration of scenes from marriage we've seen Right. No. I don't know if the answer is yes. No, I I get that completely because it's it's totally pandering and it's it just wants it's begging for awards and it's like the kind of thing where you know acting is an art form. I do believe there's definitely something to be said about you know great actors who want to go and tap into this part of them, whatever, and give this profound you know deep performance and stuff. And I get that, but at the end of the day, you know, there's already articles and stuff where it's like interviews and it's like oh. Jessica Chastain and Oscar Isaac, you know, had to go to hell and back to, to right. film, you know, to, right. to access where the, to the places they needed to go mm. to get blah. And it's all this kind of the press that gets released about it, just hoping that it's like, oh, yes, applause. And like, let's give you awards. Right. Whereas I'm like, if, you know, you look at an actor and you think, okay, if it wasn't for the awards, why would you put yourself through that? Yeah. Just yeah. to say you did? Like, no, If I would think you just want to do things that are fun. That's why people are doing Marvel movies. You're not looking for awards. You're just going there just to blow some well, shit up like, and get paid some millions. It's like Will Smith. You know, he's coming out with that new movie, begging again Ugh, for Oscar. So the kid, he wants an Oscar so badly. So, so badly. Just the, the movie you are referencing is called King Williams, and it is about the Williams sister's father. And I'm like... We were like literally dying in the theater because we were like, uh, so are they going to, so. Are, well, cause I was like, I, I'm glad she hasn't said three her. words. Yeah. Yeah. Like she, you know, these girls, and yes, I'm sure he is a, a, you know, very much a part of their success, but come on. We get, we had to give him a movie before the girls. Like in ugh. this day and age, we're going to make a movie about their father instead I of them. Just, yeah. It was so upset. But you know, it's. It's just Will Smith like begging for an Oscar. Just yeah, and like, he's already he's already got an Oscar. So it's like, why does he no. need an Oscar? What? He got some sort of award for Ali. I remember his speech. Maybe it was a Globe. It wasn't an Oscar. <laughs> I remember awards, his... Will Smith Awards, MTV Movie Award for Best Kiss, in 1997 Independence Day, first one that comes up. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't have an Oscar, but I remember for Ali he got something. Grammy Awards. Wow, he won. He was, he was. I think he was nominated for Pursuit of Happiness, wasn't he? That would make sense. He has been nominated twice. Okay, seven pounds and like, what did he win for Ali? I have to look because I was remember nominated for Best Actor for Ali. But I remember a speech. For... It might have been some other stupid award show. Who knows? <laughs> the MTV there was... Movie Award. <laughs> Maybe but it was. I, was a... <laughs> I remember a speech with him, like talking, and Jada was in the audience, and I remember him being like, "Oh, and all the workout, whatever," and he goes. But you enjoyed that body, though, and it embarrassed her and laughing. And I remember him like standing up there at the, with an award in his hand. I thought it was an Oscar. <laughs> I've yeah, really was, been a huge fan, so I was always like, "Well, definitely was not an Oscar. He's won a lot of MTV awards. That tracks. Teen Choice Award for Hitch. <laughs> oh no, it was definitely that. It was definitely that. What a great film! No, this Golden, was Golden Raspberry Award for After Earth. It must be the MTV one you're talking about because this was definitely for Ali because it was about how he got all built up for it. Yeah, he's not won a major award. That makes sense. But he won an MTV Movie Award for Ali. <laughs> what more could you, you want? Yeah. yeah, it's more MTV Movie Awards than any of us have. So I'm, you know, I'm yeah. knock it. But yeah, it's just it's it, you <laughs> know. So like, topic. Anyway, award mongering. <laughs> they clearly want Globes and Emmys and stuff, and maybe they'll get them, and maybe they'll deserve them. But it's you know. I guess I guess some of it is 
yes, you know, oftentimes you do take these roles for that reason, but I, it, there's just a, like a desperation that marks it for me that I, and some of it's not their fault. Some of it is just the way it is presented in the media. They don't have control over that, but to go back to the filmmaking part of it, the thing that actually took me out of it the most to start was the intro to the whole thing where they walked on set and, you know, she does, she's yeah. walking through and people are wearing masks and, you know, and then she switches her ring. And I was like, what? the fuck is the point of this like what are you trying yeah. to establish here what what do you what do, what is the point i agreed that that was that that was strange and i'm wondering if we're going to kind of go back to it but I, it, it threw me too where i was kind of like oh is she like a i literally was like oh is she like a producer in this because <laughs> she's like walking through the she seemed <laughs> I know, to be I had kind that of like too. yeah i was like oh she was upstairs not really like you know she was like okay and then like going down but she seemed to be about to run some shit or something in my mind and then it was like yeah. oh no you're well, just going to sit down I for this interview thought that we were going to move and I guess I haven't seen the adaptations of this before, but I thought maybe we were going to move time frames a little bit or something. I don't know. Cause that whole like behind the scenes moment made me feel like, Oh, they're making this feel like it's really a stage production. Yeah. It, it was, it was, and it, didn't it felt quite feel like a stage production either, you know? So it was like, yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't know why they did that. I know it's originally written by Ingar Berg- Ingmar Bergman for the show miniseries he made that became a movie eventually, but like it's never been a stage thing as far as I know. Maybe adapted since, but it was originally you know. written as a teleplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made the mistake of uh, googling and I gave some of the plot away for the next few. Um, so we, oh, will, we will be moving <laughs> periods in time per episode. I think. Yes, Even, it like, spans you know, over like ten windows years. Of, windows of yeah. time. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know. I just, again, maybe it's just because it's also a bummer and it's like, I can't watch this and Wide Lost Man in the same, you know, it's it's too much for me to handle. And I agree with you, Jackie, going back to the very beginning of it. Like they did, they did not have the same on-screen chemistry that they had in that one moment <laughs> on the red carpet. And, and again, maybe it's because they are supposed to be further along and more, you know, sort of. I think they're supposed to not their... have chemistry right now, yeah. but but I was just like, I missed it because I was like, you have this great chemistry in real life. <laughs> yeah. Or you're really good actors on a red carpet, you know, like you're showing this. You can display yeah, this way. chemistry. Or you're terrible actors on a red carpet. Oh, Ooh. nah. Oh. I don't... They both have other spouses, I think. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's whatever. It's, it's maybe they're all in open marriages. Who knows? We wish yeah, well upon truth, all of them. Whatever it is, and honestly, if I were them, I would hit it. Yeah. So I, I mean, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> one, you know. Yeah. Not, not it's a win-win. So. What are you supposed to do? You know. <laughs> like I don't even want you to make me choose. I don't want you to make me choose between them. Okay. And yeah. I don't no. have a preference. That's very. That's very true. I was also like, I know Oscar Isaac is very. Jessica Chastain must be tiny. Yeah, because he, he she reads he, she reads tall pretty. to me, but like right. he does he's read not. tall because she reminds me of Nicole Kidman because they're both but Nicole Kidman is tall. I yeah. know that's why I think I relate oh. them because they both have that kind of icy beauty. You know, she like, carries like, herself very... though, like she's really like. Yeah, I, I mean they're both sexy, too. very they're short. Both yeah. they're, I mean, I actually know factually. I've stood next to them at one points in time. I'm like, they're not tall people. Yeah, yeah. But, they, but like, he reads short on screen, and she does not. And That's so exactly, seeing yeah. them, yeah, yeah, seeing them next to each other, I was like, wait a minute, yeah, is he strange. on an Apple box? <laughs> <laughs> Why is he wearing that atrocious sweater thing? <laughs> I hated that sweater so yeah. much. It was bad. It was, it was like, how are you trying to make Oscar Isaac unattractive right now? Yeah. How dare how dare you? Well, and I know Nicole Bahari is pretty small, and she did not look tiny next to Jessica. Like they looked, you know. So Jessica is definitely shorter. I I know I know she. I know I you know, but I'm just like yeah. I'm just like going through it in my head, being like, wow, yeah. I actually remember <laughs> a picture of Jessica Chastain with Sansa. What's her name? Um, oh, uh, Sophie, Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner. Yeah. Um, and Sophie Turner is like a goddess. At like she's like nearly six feet tall. Right. And Jessica was not. That's, yeah. She's petite. Well, will you two be watching the rest of it? I, Matt, I assume you will, seeing as yeah. you are yeah, a fan I eat of this the shit up. Material. Like, this is, I love, oh, yeah. uh, the things I gravitate to the most, I find, are these, like, the moody drama. Like, that's what, I live for it. So I'll definitely be watching this. It's, it's Unless it takes a turn and I start hating it. But I, I don't see it happening, but maybe it will. You don't foresee that in the future for you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to keep watching. I don't know. I, I can't read the future, I guess. It could take a turn in which I no longer want to watch it. But 
we don't know if it'll trigger you. You know, it could. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it could, no, it could yeah. get there. They could be like, you have to choose between Jessica Chastain and Oscar Isaac. And you'd be like, I can't do this. I have to stop watching the show. <laughs> I can't choose. Don't make me. Yeah, oh, it yeah, just like shows good. them and then it goes black screens. So I'll choose or die. And yeah. then it's like a countdown. I mean, just choose death. You, choose no. death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, I'll take that. Like, All right, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. She's only a couple inches taller than me. So she's short because I'm very short. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I can stick with it. It didn't grab me enough in the first episode. Listen, to- it's like I always say. A show, the first, the pilot episode has one job and it's to make me want to watch another. And mm-hmm. as a season of television... The first season, if it's going to continue, has one job, and it's to make me care about what a season two could be. And if it doesn't, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, I think even you knowing know? that it's going to be self-contained to five episodes, I'm like, meh. Yeah, you're like, well, okay, well, it's not going to expand and go anywhere. It's like, what's the point? You know? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, can, I can only foresee sadness for these characters. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not it's not very lighthearted, I'll tell you that. Yeah. But I don't even need lighthearted, <laughs> but just assuming that we're going to just continuously move forward in time, I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't see a lot of joy happening with these folks. <laughs> yeah. Could be right. No, I'm not wrong. I'm not going to be wrong. <laughs> this is just torture. Like, I'm never know. Relationship yeah. torture porn. All right. Well, what a downer of a week. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's compared to some weeks we've had, I'd say. But, we, I mean, pretty, honestly, pretty good quality stuff. downers, but at least we liked watching them. I don't know <laughs> if I liked watching scenes from a marriage. Okay. Well, you liked watching them. But I can, I can appreciate and we've the had artistry. Yes. Where yes, we that's didn't very want, true. Like, that's, anything that's, we watched. I mean, like Although, Dana, we had a good week last week, but we had we had to watch Cinderella. I know like, we've had really bad. Okay, but weeks. you and I watched Kate for this week, and we made a mistake there. We did watch that, but like we've I had, didn't we, want you to know, watch Kate. I was like, you would have, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to watch that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that I hated Kate more than Cinderella. I'm curious oh. about Cinderella, but I'm also pretty sure don't don't that terrible. Don't, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Save yourself. <laughs> you are on your entire own. Yeah, this is there's you cannot blame either of us for. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, thank you both. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I just have to turn this back on because I I do that. We're discussing the Bond trailer and who is the Bond trailer for? And I'm saying like I need to be convinced to go to the movies right now. Matt, you were. Well, I was just saying like because you said you used to like Bond. You have you've been a little more eh on it as of late or whatever. And so you might need some convincing to see it. And I was just like, well, has there ever been a Bond film where you've just been kind of like, wow, the story, this is some a really amazing filmmaking. And I just, I have, I, that, oh my gosh, so good. And I have to talk about it. It's like, no, the people who want to see Bond are the people who want to see Bond. So like, just show a trailer with some flashy action, some cars, and some hot chicks, and then well, people just, will go see Bond. Show them shooting the screen at the end with the music. That's people all you need. And but these trailers are terrible. They made several terrible ones. Yeah. It's just yeah, very no, frustrating. Course, but, but I feel like they. this is the thing about a Bond movie is like when you see the trailer, you don't, you know it's yep. going to be shitty or, you know, not shitty, but you know it's going to be a Bond movie. But to get my level of excitement up, the trailer we got was so mediocre and phoned in that I'm like, oh, are we going to get a really phoned in James Bond that we've been waiting two, three, four years for? Like, I don't want that. I'm not going to go risk Delta for Rami oh, Malek. That's what and, I'm like, saying. Is like, we didn't get the sexy girls or the hot action in this trailer. And so now I'm just like, well, what kind of Bond film are you making? Yeah. One that I don't want to risk Delta for. Not not a good one. That's for sure. Yeah, no, I agree. It's just that the trailers are not, they're not. So either the good. movie sucks or they weren't done with any of the shots, which is wild because it's been pushed back so far. Well, the thing is, they're showing action and they show Anna de Armas in it and stuff and they show hotness. It's just that they're cut together terribly. That's, I just don't understand why the people who are making these trailers are, are employed. But I do think there are Bond trailers from like, I mean, obviously I have only a limited range of the entire lifespan of James Bond to pull from. But for me, like the Brosnan trailers, like those movies were so ridiculous and so terrible in a wonderful, amazing way. Like so fantastic. But those trailers just made me be like, yeah, I want to watch like, <laughs> but it's like, Halle Berry or like diamonds in somebody's face or so, you know, all this stuff. Like <laughs> they knew not to show certain things and to show other things and just be like, just Look, I want to watch, like, watch Halle Berry coming out of the water in a swimming pool for like 30 seconds of the trailer. Right. And, and be like, the great, rest you of the trailer money. is some sexy song by some sexy person and James Bond in a tux and um, has a gun shooting at the screen. Great. That's, gun. That, You've that's just described the end every... of the trailer. That's the whole thing I need from it. 
Yeah, I mean, somehow yeah. they haven't deserve, given that to us. We deserve better. Know. <laughs> oh man. When you Google- as long as I never have to see another jackass trailer, as long as I live, <laughs> I will be a happy person. Well, I have bad news for you. We're going to do that When you Google oh. Pierce Brosnan James Bond movies, it goes, Goldeneye, Die Another Day, Mamma Mia. <laughs> Didn't know that was a Bond movie. <laughs> Tomorrow Never Dies, World Is Not Enough. Mamma Mia, here we go again. <laughs> Cinderella, hello. Ugh, let's never talk about that one again. Hello. What is the one oh I'm God, thinking? No, of? I don't want to watch it because it was that bad. Oh, Die Another Day hello. is the one I'm thinking of with Halle Berry and Rick Yoon. Yeah. Rick Yoon is the person with and, the and, That's what it is. And Madonna. And Madonna. Match yourself. Oh, I had that on my iPod and it had like a weird radio intro on it still because you know how I acquired that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Who, who, what was the one with Denise Richards? She was like Christmas Jones or something or Christmas. Oh, is that World is Not Enough? World is Not Enough. And I never yeah, understood. Yeah. It wasn't enough. I, I, We don't have to get into it, but I just, I never understood. Like, I didn't understand the, what that meant. What, what about the world can be enough? <laughs> like what? How can enough you not what? get enough of the world? What? How do you understand any of this? Like, tomorrow like, never dies? That doesn't make any sense either. <laughs> that's true. but <laughs> The only one that makes sense is Octopussy. <laughs> I would just thought that the world was on enough would, would have some grand villain who, like, wanted to, like, take over the galaxy or something. At least Goldeneye was named yeah. after the villain, right? And that's the best. Yeah, well, it's the, named after the system, isn't it? The, yeah, yeah this, like the villainous system thing that they built, right? Yeah, but I mean, if we want to talk about like the James Bond, <laughs> no, it's. Of, I mean, there's one called Octopus over the world. Yeah, I said that. That's the one that. Yeah, makes you the said most that. Sense. Yeah, yeah. It's, it does make sense. Um, <laughs> really, none of that makes. I guess Casino Royale made sense. Yeah, because it took place there. Doctor No makes sense from Russia with Love, mm-hmm. Goldfinger, Thunderball. Mm-hmm. You only live twice. I just, I, you know, I don't mean tons of shade to the, the fans. And I, I happen to have a friend who's like a diehard. But it's like, I just, why does this keep happening? James Bond? Yeah, I guess they, I know they make a lot of money, but like, do we need this many James Bond films? <laughs> I don't know. I just want them to go back to like not having a through plot line. Well, let it just be fun. It's I like the fun's kind of missing action. now. And now they're trying to be more serious and talk about origins and he's in love and all this stuff. And I'm like, no, James Bond is not in love. Except he's for a womanizer. Yes. I, I mean, I want like a, a lady Bond or a Bond of color or something. Oh, yes. If we're going to keep doing it, can we update it and like make it give us like Jane Bond? Seven, or right? give us... You take on the mantle. and Yeah. Like, you know, we've done it with what's her face and. They killed off Judy Dench, which was like the most important character in my mind. But you know, she was not historically a woman. And then you know, they've done stuff. So it's like, why can't we just now switch the mantle and yeah, change gender, change everything? I mean, make it fresh because they were going to make because Jinx was Halle Berry's character in the movie, and they were going to give her her own film. But then Catwoman bombed, (laughs) which is so unfair. Which is so unfair. Well, <laughs> not a bomb. So I her mean, movie got canceled because Catwoman was t- terrible. I did so. hear that they were thinking about giving Lashana Lynch. Supposedly, she's excellent in this. Supposedly, I mean, not supposedly, but it's just like I'm like, who has seen it? Yeah, okay. <laughs> but and there's there's talk of setting her up to be. Oh. Well, that could be cool. I mean, it's just but let's let's do something. You know, that's know. not just, just another. It just feels like it's such a stale, kind of like overdone, like, can we move on from this? But, you know. Apparently not. I guess no one's making me watch it, so I should just let the people who like it be happy. <laughs> what was that movie we saw, the trailer for Matt, that looked like a 90s Oh, yeah. Earth action. Earthfall. Moonfall. Moonfall. Oh, I am so excited for Moonfall. Oh, me too. Oh, no, I can't wait. I'm excited too. I love a like... Roland Emmerich film. <laughs> we were just like, wow, we haven't seen one of these in a while. No. Yeah. yeah. Just like the most, the most ridiculous plot you've ever seen with really, really not great special effects and just like a pretty stacked cast. Like a stacked <laughs> Starring cast. one Halle Berry. They were all just like, you know what? And Halle always yeah. makes good choices. We always can trust her. We can always trust her. To be honest, I fucking love watching Catwoman. That movie is... <laughs> it's a joy. It's a joy. Dana, I have brought that film into so many people's lives. You have no idea. It's one of my go-tos when you're it's like so when you're like bad. heavily so under good. influences. Oh, you sure. Just watch something. Oh, it's you so have great. to watch Catwoman and, and like Sharon Stone. 
and like a face made of plastic and just like it's i mean it's so i skincare that's killing people i mean it's just just like this weird it's on hbo max that might be dana do yourself i'll think about it i'll think about it she gets resuscitated by a cat (laughs) (laughs) well it breathes it it breathes in her face and it's very cgi and then, and then and then she like paused, she like paused at like a spider that's running around. She's like doing all this cat stuff and like like just like it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> really good. Quality. There's a basketball showdown with featuring a song by Mystique. First of I mean, all, you act as if I've not seen. Basketball. I know, but I you think you need reminding. It's been that's true. I yeah, because you you, you seem confused about why I, yeah, I don't it, think it should have flopped. Yeah, that's true. So. I, I distinctly remember seeing Catwoman in theaters and there was some scary trailer beforehand. And so I, you know, I can, even back then I could tell, I'd be like, no, this movie's about to be scary or this trailer's about to be scary. So I like put my hands and my over my eyes and like plug my ears and whoever the hell I was with decided it would be funny to like shake me at one point. And I was just like, what the fuck? Why? Why did you do this? We are clearly not friends now. But I don't even know why I was at the movies with that person. <laughs> so it ruined your mood and it ruined your Catwoman experience. Yes, that's the only reason I didn't like Catwoman. It, that yeah, and that, that, that makes sense. <laughs> but that makes sense. Now, I think when you rewatch it without that happening, I think you're going to find it. It'll obviously like it. be a much... Become my favorite. It's, it's that or Cry Macho. <laughs> Toss up it's for my... Definitely Catwoman. Well, it's the and I will say on record here, I'm not trying to watch Cry Macho, but I'll say on record here that... The only movie, because I was like, I wasn't believing you earlier when you were like, oh, this gets worse. The only movie that I would like to watch less than Cry Macho is Jackass 2. And I'd like that on the record. <laughs> and Jackie brought it up. But I was like, actually, there is something worse and it's Jackass 2. I'd rather I die. would not watch it. I'd rather <laughs> boil my eyelids. When does that come out? I don't even know, but I want it to happen. You I want it to come, come out. out. Otherwise, trailers will keep playing for I was just going to say, it has been in front of everything I've seen Literally in the last, everything. like, four months and I'm like I just which hasn't been that many things because there's not that much out but it's like enough to where I want to die and it's just in front of everything and I gotta tell you Dana down here at the Universal Theater Uh they've got these really beautiful big character posters of Shang-Chi up right and they've got four of them and there's like two on each side when you're walking in the entrance yeah the poster in the center on one side is James Bond it's like oh whatever and the other side the poster between Aquafina. And Simu, I believe, is the jackass poster. Yes. And it's like, it's, and it's their huge poster. It's like, and it's such a disrespect. It's so I, disrespectful. I have some really bad news for you. No. The earliest release date is February 4th of 2022. <sighs> no. Which means you have a good. Oh my God. Four or five months I, of this? Oh my God. <gasps> no, that's the worst thing you've ever said to me. Oh my God. No, the worst I didn't thing even... I said was we might have to watch Cry Macho. I didn't even think that that was possible. I thought you were going to say, oh, it's not till November. No. February? February 2022. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, if if things start getting, you know, if the theaters do move in a trajectory that they seem to be, Hopefully Maybe more films will start coming out. There'll be more trailer options. No, you know they're going to keep playing that one. And what's worse is it's it's awful. I hate every second of it. And there's also a goddamn tarantula in it. And I know exactly when it happens, so I know when to not look at the screen. But, like, it's just annoying. Like, every time. And you have to hear it. And Johnny Knoxville. And I'm like... And, and then, I got to tell you... There's Jennifer, always somebody who There's, there's always someone in the theater who laughs. And, like, Why? when I saw... I saw something by myself kind of recently. And I remember the guy behind me, I'm thinking like, this is, I'm like dying. Like, why is this happening? And he goes, ah. he's like, God, you just, you got to love them. And I was like, no. you, what? Don't have to love them. Absolutely do not. I will admit that I, I that. there are parts of the first Jackass movie that I enjoy. I'm sure that you will enjoy this one as well. That's debatable at this point, but. That was shady, <laughs> but yeah. I have hope that you won't. I, yeah. All right, well. <laughs> That was our little bonus Ugh. James Bond discussion. <laughs> do better. Trailer editors for James Bond, do better. So. It's going to be so bad. You. I'm just not looking forward to it. I hope it proves me wrong, but just. Uh, yeah. Nine out of 10 times, I would always like to be proven wrong when I think it looks bad. But it's like, I think it'll be okay. But it's just bad. It's I think bad. It's been too. six years. Ooh, it's been six years. Yeah. Because the last one was Spectre, right? And no one liked that. I did not like that. I liked the skull costumes and stuff, but I did not like the film. 
I don't remember. <laughs> I like the skull costumes are pretty cool. But I like like that part, and I like the cover and stuff. I don't remember. It was like Dia de Mortes or something, right? And so there was like or, a skull or Dia de los Muertos, even. There we go. Shit. Jesus Christ. I <laughs> so good. Don't remember. Honestly, I think I only remember Casino Royale. <laughs> well, honestly, Casino Royale is really good. It has like it my like favorite Bond girl in it. It's like I I really like Casino Royale. And then Quantum of Solace is like not great. Skyfall, everyone hails, and I think it's fine. It's not bad. I I don't think it's bad. I just get kind of bored in it. And then yeah, the last one. I don't know why I know all these names so well, but Inspector, I'm not a huge fan of. And so it's like funny because I like Daniel Craig as Bond fine, but really I've only really liked one of the films. I don't think it's his. Bond. No, I don't think so either. But when I look at Daniel Craig Bond, I'm like, oh yeah, he's a good. Yeah. And it's but then I I don't like most of the movies, whereas I think Pierce Brosnan's always my Bond. <laughs> Even yeah, though, but I do think, I just, I do think you know, part of that is just the bond you grow up with. Right? Yeah, and, and that was so perfect exactly. for that was so perfect for our our age range. Even though maybe we shouldn't have been watching them when we were in the in the 90s, but it was so perfect for like the campy fun of it all. Yeah, was it was like perfect. For I always kids to enjoy. Which is like Goldeneye is like my Bond movie. The oh, really like and that was my game. 100%. Yeah, and yeah. guess what? It's the same director as Casino Royale. It's the only two we ever did. The oh, two best really Bond good. films. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Just got to say that on record. I mean, and they honestly, stand high, far and above, in my mind. It's just like there's Goldeneye has everything you could ever ask for, including Sean Bean, including Sean Bean, <laughs> and Famke Johnson, and like yeah, I mean, just what a good Alan coming. I mean, as Boris. Yes. I used Boris. to play as I used to play as Boris or uh, <laughs> Zanya uh, in a on a top. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What is it on a top? On a top. Zanya on a top. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was, um, I, I just yeah. like that they still did like the ridiculous, yeah. sexy names. We need more. Of that. And now I get that. I get it. We're trying to be modern, and I ninety nine point nine percent of me appreciates that. But a little bit of me misses names like Zenia on a top. Me too. I'm like, if you want to be modern, to me, I'm like, mm-hmm. give all the guys stupid, sexy names too. Ooh, I just want. Yeah. I just want like. I just think it's fun. I love the pun. But it was a fun. It. The puns were fun. But we're sitting here and we we love RuPaul's Drag Race. So like we so we're here and we're like I live for this kind of name. Like you know what I mean? It's like I I don't understand the correlation you're making. If there was a drag queen named Zenyana Top, she'd be my favorite. So no, I'm just like you could do better than that. Well, sure, <laughs> but I just like yeah, exactly. But I just mean I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah give yeah, everyone yeah. sexy, stupid names. I love it. So oh. I don't know. Like the fun's missing now. They've taken it out. Yes. It's Doctor Holly. Starts with a G. I want to say it's like, oh, yeah, oh. It's Dr. Holly Goodhead. That's how Goodhead, like, Goodhead, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm pretty sure well, somebody has a name. I will say it was partly, partly the, the vibe I like from Bond, and this is me so controversial because nobody agrees with me. I'm not asking anyone to. I dislike the second Cars film a lot less than most people do. I don't hate it. I don't like the franchise very much. I don't I like the franchise. I, had, I did not think you were going to go to cars. I know. You were going. I thought you were going to be like, Roger Moore's my favorite Bond or something. No, like never. That. I would never say that. No, I, I don't like, I'm not a big, huge fan of the cars franchise in general, but I think it's whatever. It's fine. It doesn't offend me, but it's fine. But the second one, I thought for a movie I did not care about at all, I thought that the, the British like spy cars were kind of fun and all the nods to the Bondness of it all. Yeah. And she was Holly Shiftwell. <laughs> the one and she was flying around and he was yeah. Finn, Finn McMissile. And I, uh, I, I liked those, that aspect of the film a lot. It doesn't make the whole movie good, but I enjoyed all that stuff. So I always laugh about it. But when you, when you brought up Holly Goodhead or whatever, I was like, yes, oh, I did Holly see some Shiftwell. meme recently that was like cars movies, like one racing in the US, <laughs> two secret spy movie about undermining yeah. whatever, like cars yeah. three racing. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I was like, well, don't really care about the racing, but the secret spy thing was fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just funny, but it was just, just like a lot of Mater in that movie. Yeah. Well, and I don't like Lightning McQueen at all. So I would much rather watch Mater for two hours than Lightning for five minutes. So, wow. I. Yeah, 100%. That's, yeah. that's an unpopular opinion. Oh, I know. But that's my. That, I, I, I stick. I listening to Larry the Cable Guy. I'm like, no. Yeah. I can't stand listening to Owen Wilson for some reason. But I, I like him fine as an actor. But. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can't stand listening to Owen Wilson, but we had to watch all of Loki. <laughs> Something. Of, no, no. As an actor, I'm okay with him. It's fine. I don't like, I don't like him or dislike wow. him. But like, as a voice actor, I don't know something about it. And Lightning is so pompous and just like annoying that I'm like I cannot support you at all and so I don't like him whereas Mater's at least innocent and like means well and he's kind-hearted and sweet well Mater's nice he's just the dumb jokes I just don't love yeah yeah 
I, know, I don't like McLean particularly that. either. So. No, totally. Yeah, Sally I just mean I, if, if I had to choose one of the two of them, I'd rather watch Major than Lightning. Yeah. <laughs> and I stick to this it. Is, this is like a if I had to choose, I would rather buy a year of cable or watch Crime Watch. <laughs> you would have an episode just about ultimatums. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's not an ultimatums. It's Sophie's choices. <laughs> <laughs> I love to give Sophie's choices. Jamie and, and my sister Jamie oh my and Jackie have been very privy um, to a lot of my Sophie's choices. Well, I mean, we had one earlier in, in Jessica or Oscar, and I yeah, but I'm like, I'm no, over here always just like, like, would you rather have sex? Oh God, with, not this type of like the Emperor or make out with Jabba the Hutt. Oh, yeah, it's like that kind what? of social choice. I mean, but the question is, like, at what stage in the Emperor's like in Return what? of the Jedi? Oh. Like prime peak emperor in the films that we see him, I'm like, oh. this conversation being recorded. Or do you want to make out with Jabba the Hutt if you had to choose one? Okay, on that, yeah. I'm going to stop this recording. <laughs> Thank you, as per usual, to Jackie and Matt, and now a couple of quick follow up points. So, for why the last man, Matt is correct that in the comics, every animal with a Y chromosome just dies instantly, including most mammals. Apparently, birds, reptiles, amphibians, fish, etc., are unaffected because they use different sex chromosomes. And transgender people are not heavily featured in the original comic, but trans men survive because they don't have Y chromosomes. The comic started coming out in 2002, and so it's been 20 years. And obviously, we have a better understanding and vocabulary for gender diversity, sexual diversity, like uh, gender presentation, all the, all those uh, sexual. All, the, all these things. And so they have updated. Apparently the showrunners at one point specified that the trans women with Y chromosomes also died. But they do want to affirm that trans women are women and trans men are men. Non-binary people are non-binary. It's just the inclusiveness and the world that the television adaptation is taking place in because it's taking place in our current time frame. And also, yes, absolutely, our infrastructure would fall apart. The showrunner Eliza Clark also was talking about how so much of our infrastructure is based on trucking, at least in the United States, and electrical power. And uh, most of those roles are filled by men by something like there's such a limited number of female truck drivers and so if your groceries can't get delivered and you know food distribution stops yes that explains a lot of the anarchy on the show that has been it for this episode thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed it we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing